Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Welcome to Horror Zone 607. This is the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I am Mike C. sitting here in my beautiful, wonderful, comfortable Studio 13, but over across town from me in the 8122 Production Studios. Oh, it is that time of year, folks. That's right. It is the holiday season, but I want to talk about last year last christmas we gave him our hearts but the very next day he gave them away that's right everybody say hello to rich what's up oh man i i can't i can't get down i i, I gotta be honest with you christmas not my favorite holiday what i'm being serious christmas not i, I mean i it, it sounds gonna be cliche because like, we do a horror show my favorite ho- holiday is really halloween and then yeah. like after that like thanksgiving because i'm a fat guy and I think that the reason why I have a bad taste in my mouth for Christmas, I, I've, I've narrowed it down over the years. And I'm not saying that I hate Christmas. Like, I, I, I enjoy spending time with family and, like, seeing the things that you get people. But I think I've broke it down to three things. Firstly, it it shade, it throws shade over the other two holidays that I uh, like more. Because think about it. Before uh, Halloween, they start talking about Christmas. And, it, and then Thanksgiving usually doesn't even usually exist. You know, the nice thing about this year was that, you know, everybody was so drawn back that they didn't open all the stores on Thanksgiving Day. So we actually had a Thanksgiving. So I was actually kind of happy about that, if you will. Right. Uh, right. And then uh, the second reason, I think, is because I always get gifts and I don't know how to react to them because most of the gifts I get, I don't want. Like, oh. it, like, cause think about it. I don't, I don't know. Probably everybody at home. And even if you think about it, Mike, there's a certain amount of gifts that people get you that you're like, man, I don't really want that. I don't really need it. I don't really like it, but you have to fake like you do. You have to be like, Oh, that's so good. Now, mind you, there are people who get you good gifts, which is always, is always awesome. So you have the legitimate, Oh man, that's awesome. You know me. And those are usually like cool things. Like I have, a, I have a friend of mine who some of the horror memorabilia in the studio, he actually got me for Christmas over the years. Uh, one of them being the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, the, the original Nightmare on Elm Street NECA figure, which is amazing. And like that was legitimate because he knows I like horror movies. He knows I like Nightmare on Elm Street. So he put thought into a gift that I actually enjoyed. You know what I mean? But, right. you know, there's always that person who gets you something that you don't even like. Like for, I'm going to throw it under the bus. My father-in-law, for the longest time, bought me a shirt and tie. I have like fit, I already had like because you know remember I was working as a car salesman for a while. This right. was pre car salesman into being a car salesman. I already had like twenty shirts and I already had like twenty ties. But every year for Christmas he'd get me another one, and they some of them are still in the package. I just want to throw that out there. Some of them because well, sure he thought you looked very handsome. In well, that. that's fine. Uh, but it, every year you had to be like, oh, thanks. You shouldn't have. <laughs> And then, uh, and then the last thing that I have is because I was single for most, you know, into my 30s and 
I was an only child growing up. I am super uh, selfish. I know this about myself. I think this is why I don't have any children of my own. I only have a stepson. And so now I have to be the good dad and buy him the gift. So this is the first year that I am not buying myself a first run PlayStation. I had every PlayStation wow. on their first run. Instead, I'm buying the fucking kid one. So that, like, and not just that, but over the years, I'm like, man, I could have spent that money on myself. So it's, I'm very selfish, although I buy awesome gifts for him. And I guess it's rewarding. But You're going to be playing it all the time, though. What's up? You're going to be playing that oh, all no, the he'll, time. Oh, no, it'll be in his room. He'll never leave that room. He never leaves the room <laughs> now with a PS4. Anyways, but I'm just, I'm just pointing out the fact that... Uh, like, like, and it's not a bad thing. It's just, I've realized this about myself. So there you guys, you got, you guys suck at psychoanalyze me. So it's not that I hate Christmas. It's just like one of those, hol- it's not my favorite holiday. It's not the, it's not Thanksgiving or Halloween. Well, that's understandable. That's I like dressing up and I like eating food. And I think that's why those two holidays are, are king in my opinion. <laughs> well, Christmas will always be my favorite. Halloween is my second favorite, despite what people think. I know that's a oh, shock. Look at that. I'm, I'm spooky Mike. I should have been Spooky Mike on the show, by the way, not not Mike C. That name Could came along too far into it. Yeah, so. but you were Mike C before. That's true. We just kind of called you what you were, you know. The true. The, the, the history of, of Horror Zone 607 into what it is, I mean, come on. If you ever wrote the whole thing, you were, you were, you were writing a Facebook page doing reviews and stuff prior. True. Prior to that. We didn't, even know, we didn't even know each other. I know. You, you think about that. I was, was I, I followed your page, the I Am Horror page, before I yeah. ever knew. I mean, actually, I had met you before because come to find out, we, we had a mutual friend in my brother. <laughs> but right. uh, but right. outside, outside of that, like, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't put two and two together until one day at a bar, it was like two and two together that, oh, because you had changed the name of your page to Horror Zone 607 because you talked to Ken right. M., yeah. And then uh, you were, we were just talking, and then I was like, oh, I do podcasting and stuff. And then you talked to Ken again, and the next thing you know, we're like, hey, man, you want to you wanna be on the first episode? Like, originally, I don't even think there was a plan. I wasn't even planning to be producing this show ever. Uh, right. I was just showing I, I, up at the ODPH studios with you, yeah. myself, Johnny Moose, Jimmy Gazdick, and uh, they, the and ODPH put it out. very quickly. And it evolved. Next thing you know, uh, here we are over two years later. Yeah, so, almost 100 uh, episodes in. Yeah, it's we're, not. It's not. I'm not regretting. I'm not regretting it. But I'm just saying, like, that's why I said it's. It's the Mike C thing is actually kind of ingrained from way before we even did this. Right. So the spooky Mike thing came up when we were talking about doing Love Is Scary because the whole concept of Love Is Scary on Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash eight one two two Productions. Shameless plug there. One dollar a month gets you in the door. Gets you bonus content. The whole point of that exclusive show for Patreon was because Derek is or diesel as people know him from the three Fenders podcast he is uh what we call a dirty boy <laughs> we were talking about it <laughs> off air and mike is very and I, I i'm saying this the nicest way possible mike as far as like love and stuff like that is is a normal a regular normal guy I'm very uh, conservative. Yes. Very conservative. Whereas Diesel is very into kinkiness and all sorts of stuff. So when Diesel would talk about stuff, Mike's face would get like weird. So I was it like, was, you know what? It's great. We should do the Patreon and we should put you two together. Love yeah, is scary with Dr. Derek. And, of podcasting. It was. Because it was in, in my entertainment for it was I'll produce the show and I was originally not going to be on microphone. So on the couple episodes that we originally did, I'm not a mic at all. Except for mm-hmm. to ask the question. I asked the I asked the fan question. That was it. Right. And it's because the two of you were on, and that was my whole point was to produce and ask. And I would ask one question for the show, which is uh, some you know fan question, 
Uh, but the funny part about it is uh, the reason that came, uh, Ken M from ODPH, once again, shout out to the Ocho Dora Parley, our podcast, Found Anywhere Your Podcast. Uh, he is the one that came up with Love is Scary with Dr. Derek and Spooky Mike. And yeah. that's how that, that Spooky Mike name came out. So it's kind I, of interesting. I want to say it was, it, was after, um, it was after Robocon last year. We were at the studio. Yes, yes. We and, were doing uh, the, the, the Robocon after party. That's where it came yeah. up. Yeah, that's where it came up. We were standing there eating a piece of pizza, having a beer, yep. and uh, and that was it. Listening to Shout Out the Robots play. Find Absolutely. Their mu- <laughs> Here comes more plugs. Find their music on Spotify, YouTube Music, oh, great. or Bandcamp. They're, they're amazing. They're great. Great band and great guys. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So good times. Uh, or how they're horror, about They're horror fans as well. So uh, right. they, they enjoy this show. So hopefully they're listening. Right. Uh, I do know well, that they do listen to the show. but Yeah. I'm glad they do too. They're they're they really are good guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I can't wait till life gets back to normal and we can uh, we can hang out with those guys again at some point. Absolutely, so, but see them play again. Now that me well, and Mike have gone down memory lane, told us told yeah. you about our favorite holidays and how the so, the kind of the somewhat origin story. Maybe when we get to the hundredth episode, we'll we'll deep dive into the origin of Horror Zone. Right. I, I just it gave you the. Be, I gave you the cliff talk notes. About anything but that. That'll be the whole special episode. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do the news segment. But I think that I think that'd be good for the special for yeah. like the second and then we'll segment. We'll review the notebook. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I think for the second one, maybe we'll dive deep into how you came into doing all that. Yeah. Because uh, once again, I just gave you the cliff notes of how the the legacy into where we are today and it becoming uh, a podcast right. and everything else. Came, it's so. going to be a very special episode. We can't wait to do it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, I gotta say it's it's great to be back. Uh, sorry, we uh, we were not available to do the show last week. There was some renovations being done in the studio. Uh, well, actually, the news flash was that there wasn't renovations in the studio. Uh, so, Dragon, uh, we originally were getting a new floor in the whole second floor, and uh, here at Dragon Master Games, which includes our studio, the game room is on the second floor. So isn't the studio, which is in a separate room. Uh, well, the the project was quoted at like, oh, I, we could do this in two days. Uh, I'm not putting, I'm not blaming any fingers or anything. I'm just saying it was originally, oh, we could do this in two days, and we have, you know, this is how much uh, floorboards we need because it's all the, it's it's actually really nice uh, uh, flooring. And uh, next thing you know, the two days became three days, almost four days, and uh, they didn't have enough materials to fit it. There's like a still a little bit of the game room in the back corner where you can't you can't get through. There's like a four foot section that has still hasn't floored. Uh, so the studio hasn't been floored yet. They're going to be doing that. Uh, there is stuff for the studio. They are going to be putting it in in the next few weeks. The uh, reason we couldn't do the show though is because when we normally record, and it's the only time available for all of us. Uh, they were still working in the other room. Now, even though it's the other, we're still in the same floor. So you all you would have heard all the banging and hammering, and it's not really conducive to a podcast. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so unfortunately, we're back, we're back though. So thank you guys for holding out there. You know, it was it's good for them. I'm happy the game room is fixed. If you are in the Binghamton area, twelve thirty five Upper French Street, Binghamton, New York, Dragon Master Games, Magic the Gathering, Warhammer, uh, Pokemon, uh, Yu Gi Oh, all sorts of stuff is played. D and T groups are here. Uh, limited, uh, obviously, because of COVID, we have a limited restriction on people. So it's like forty people can only be in the shop at a time. Facial uh, mask, ha- the face masks have to be worn, and people have to be separated. But they're still trying to get some gaming and stuff going on and there are some people down here uh so you know we keep it pretty safe here so and if you choose to stay home all your magic gathering gaming needs dragonmastergames.com so there you go they sponsor they sponsor the show they provide us with the 8122 production studios so i think the least we can do is give them a shout out as much as we can (laughs) absolutely absolutely and before we get into the news this week i just want to uh you know say conspicuous by his absence this week the professor 
he's not here with us this week. He uh, he may be missing the next few weeks. He wanted all of our listeners to know he sends his love, but uh, he is currently out on his world tour opening for the Kenosha Kickers. Uh, he's with his, his three-piece band, the Lone Rangers. <laughs> the so, Lone Rangers. The Lone Rangers are on tour, all three of them. Well, so, I, I mean, truth be told, the, the truth of the matter is, is he actually is really practicing and recording music, so he really is that he is really actually is. truth uh so yep. the other stuff is all me and mike being assholes which is what we do best here so we're not going to stop that <laughs> but at the same Absolutely point not. at the same point in juncture like the real truth is he's actually is practicing and recording some music uh pretty soon they'll be getting some they're getting together to tighten it up so they can do some studio time that is why he unfortunately is not here so uh he right. might not be here next and- week uh, or the week after uh depending upon what's going on with those practices if he can get a way out he said that he will make sure he's here so right uh, and we got a fun uh we got a fun little thing we're going to be doing in the second segment this week we're going to be talking about movies that we feel are overrated that the rest of the world seems to love just individually and he did send me uh, uh i was expecting a very short uh email with uh with his information <laughs> on it and instead i was given a 25 page uh 75 000 word essay so uh we are so not we, reading uh, all of that by the way yeah we're not gonna be reading all of it i don't I want to scare do the listeners to, away uh, now paraphrase it uh but i do want to say professor if you are listening from the bottom of my heart please Please, my friend, please tell your mother I said hello. <laughs> and on to the news. On All the right. News. Let's, uh, th- there's no other note to hit the news. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's that time. So I want to kick off this week's news by talking about what Warner Brothers is up to. And uh, this was huge. This was huge news that came out uh, just a few days ago. Uh, Warner Brothers is going to be releasing their entire 2021 slate of films straight to hbo max now these movies are going to be also going to theaters where theaters are available yep. but the same day that they're going to be released in theaters they're going to be releasing to hbo max and uh where we come into play with this is warner brothers actually has several horror or horror related movies that are coming out uh the big one being the conjuring the devil made me do it along with godzilla versus kong mm-hmm. um you know th- those are the two biggest ones uh also james wan's malignant uh, which is his Jalo-inspired movie and Mortal Kombat. Yes. So there's there's a few horror-related ones, but the big ones are The Conjuring and uh, Godzilla Godzilla versus Kong, which some people would, would say is actually the biggest one. Is Godzilla versus Kong? Me personally, I'm more interested in The Conjuring. I, I don't know. That franchise is so good now that I would say that they're probably neck and neck as far as 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 like the blockbuster factor for them. They're both right. big budget franchises at this point, so I would say they're probably even Stevens, which is still good for everybody else. I mean, it's great news. Uh, the news broke. I was at work. I do believe it was Thursday when the news broke. Uh, they made an announcement. I believe you're right. Yeah, they made an announcement. Warner Brother or Warner Media did, uh, and uh, it, it shook the whole world up. At, at that point in juncture, everybody was kind of uh, curious to what's going on. And we will be deep diving into it on the Three Fenders podcast this week. I know because obviously there's a lot more. Uh, baggage uh, to it outside the horror world, but here even in the horror world, we had been hearing rumors that uh, Godzilla versus Kong was coming to HBO Max regardless, uh, due to the fact that Netflix had offered two hundred million dollars to buy the rights to the film, and uh, they got shot down. Right. And then as soon as they got shot down, people were instantly like, "Well, maybe that's because HBO Max, which is owned by Warner Media, they own the movie. Maybe they're just going to release it." on hbo max and i was like well that's that's possibility happened they announced uh, wonder woman 84 so i figured that some of their movies they were going to do that with you know maybe space them out and that way you know it would keep people interested in having uh, a subscription with hbo max 
which is a worthwhile a, a company anyways. I mean, if you guys, I, I have it, I love it. I, I just watched, I told somebody last week, I just watched the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. Oh, that was uh, last week it was a tearjerker but it was great it really was oh it was a, i was emotional the Uncle was, Phil section? oh my oh, god goodness. but it was so good still like on top yeah, of you yeah, know it was, it, oh yeah i i loved it i loved it but i mean there's so much great content they have on there and so much more that they're getting and then they dropped this mic drop on it like they're trying to win the stream wars man they dropped a nuclear bomb on the stream wars and i can't complain about it and here's the thing uh, I'm going to probably dive into it a lot more tomorrow because I, in the interest of, you know, keeping this, you know, just horror related. But if you think about it like this, movie theaters are in some places aren't going to be open. Uh, we don't know how long, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. Like even here in New York, you know, rumor has it that possibly in January. But then again, the governor told us that they were going to open theaters back in July or August and they never opened. Right. You know what I mean? To the point that they finally just closed theaters because they were like, you know, why why keep it open? Why keep people on the payroll? Because there's no reason. So we don't even know. And even when they do open and in even places where they are open, they're at limited capacity. So really, the big blockbuster movie is kind of gone. If you think right. about it, it's going to be gone because you're not going to be able to get the kind of people in opening weekend to do those huge numbers that an opening weekend would do. Think about it. If a third of the people can only be in the theater, that means that the third of the people is what's the budget is, is going to be in the opening weekend, right? So if a movie would have made $150 million, technically it's only going to make $50 million. Yeah. And that's that's basic math. And that's if every if every state, every area has their theaters open, which might not be even be happening. So you're you're looking realistically at a big blockbuster movie, let's say like a Ghostbusters that would have made 150 200 million opening week is now probably going to be down to between 30 and 50 million dollars. I mean, and I'm once again Ghostbusters isn't owned by Warner Media. I just brought that movie up as a blockbuster cuz right, we could all right. agree that that movie is going to make a lot of money or would have made a lot of money in the past. So looking outside the box and going, hey, and then on top of that, some people won't even be comfortable to go to a theater, right? right. On top of it, even if the theater's open, some people aren't going to go back. So you're, you're alienating a section of your audience. So I think what uh, Warner Media is doing with HBO Max is smart. HBO Max costs $15 a month, unless you're an AT&T Unlimited customer, then you get it for free, or unless uh, you, you signed up early like I did and you get it for 11 bucks. Uh, I get it for free, too. Uh, I have Spectrum oh, for great. mine. If you subscribe to HBO with your yeah, cable yeah. provider, you get it free. Right, right. Well, it's part of the, that package. Well, but yes. part of your subscription. Right, right, right. You don't have to pay extra for it. Right, right. So, so I'm just saying there is ways around it, but think about how many people are going to pay the $15 a month. The $15 a month is well worth it. Oh, yeah. Well worth it because you're getting on Christmas. And I think what they did is I saw how the spike in how many people probably subscribed after they announced Wonder Woman 84 because people probably ordered it already because it comes out on Christmas Day. So, hey, might as well enjoy it for the whole month, right? right. And then they go, okay, let's keep those people on plus add more people when we add movies that maybe maybe not everybody wanted to see Wonder Woman 84. Maybe those people wanted to see Godzilla. Maybe those people wanted to see The Conjuring movie. Maybe those people wanted to see the Mortal Kombat movie or The Suicide Squad or whatever else that they were going to put out or right. that they have announced that they're putting out on it. And you're like, oh, okay, here we go. And I think that that's where, that where it's smart. Like I said, we'll probably do a deeper dive if you guys are really interested in that side of it and the nerdy side on Three Fat Nerds Podcast. Uh, it'll be out. Uh, we'll be recording on Monday, so it'll be out everywhere on Tuesday unless you have Patreon, and then it comes out Monday night after we record, just like this show comes out usually the night after we record, the night of re recording on Patreon. So if you want to jump on that early too. <laughs> right. And one thing to caution too, uh, the way that they're going to be doing this, this is something they're only doing, they're only going to be available for 30 days at a time. Yep. Um, and then HBO Max is going to, they will be leaving HBO Max and continuing on with their theatrical run. 
uh, or going just a regular, you know, digital, DVD, Blu-ray DVD format. Yeah. Uh, WB also did caution that they may end up pushing films back to 2022. So everything is subject to change, and it doesn't mean that we're necessarily going to see The Conjuring. They may push it back to 2022 in hopes of putting it out in theaters and making even more money off I of it. I don't have it on me, but there's a list of dates that they've given, which, mind you, those dates don't mean anything, as you point out. The They're Conjuring, all subject to change. Yeah, That's they are the subject to But The Conjuring did have a date attached to it for HBO Max. Correct. Uh, but it, you're absolutely right. But I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb and say this. Any movie that has a date attached, I bet you those movies are definitely coming. Um, right. I, I know that they have to put card subject to change, and I know I just it's not really card, but you know what I mean. That's the wrestling right. term for it. That's your wrestling background yeah. talking. I, I know they have to put it there so people can't sue, but I think anything that had the hard date on it, I think that they're going to keep because that is kind of like get to that next level, get to that next level. Because you notice that it wasn't all the movies they announced that had hard dates. There was a lot right. of them that originally had a hard date that were not having a hard date. Like Mortal Kombat does not have a hard date. Uh, the Suicide Squad does not have a hard date. So like like they have and I love how everything's the this year by the way because it's the Suicide Squad and then also uh, uh, the Batman which Batman the Batman could get pushed back till 2022 possibly uh, but I mean yeah. I think that's what they're I think that's what they're actually doing right now uh, is anything with a hard date is kind of like your level up but they have to put it in there in case they decide to change because think right. about it, it you know it looks if you look at that level up they pretty much have one or two coming out every month until about September ish so right. I feel like that's what they're doing is see where the world is at there and then you have okay this is what keeps you paying this is what keeps you paying this is what keeps us making money and then anything else is bonus and butter on the gravy so that, that's why those other ones don't have hard dates so they can go oh okay well this one's coming out it, depending upon what's going on come september time that's my theory right and i think you're probably right so but you know it's pretty interesting i'm pretty excited it's going to be kind of nice you know if the summer rolls along and i don't even have to go to the theater i can just put on hbo max and you know, watch the conjuring although i think that would have been a fun movie to see with you guys uh, uh, yeah, but... we, we could still see it with each other i mean even if you that's don't want to come out we could we could we could uh, all uh, video conference our our reactions right. when we watch it from our own houses Right, or if, right. if, if if we uh, if we put you inside of a bubble, you know, you can come I'll watch come in it with a giant us. Giant hamster wheel. So. I mean, you did offer to come give me a hug on live stream the other day, so I mean, that's true. I just might have true. to act like I'm upset, and it might draw you out. Exactly. You were very angry, and you needed a hug at that moment. <laughs> I was halfway there when I decided, you know what, I'm turning this this car around. So, <laughs> and back home I went. So, uh, so the next piece of news that we got uh, was actually designed for last week's show, but I left it in here. So. Uh, Freaky, uh, the movie Freaky, we originally had said that it was going to be uh, coming to um, to digital format as of November 30th, and it actually did get pushed back to December 4th. Uh, but it is out now. It yes, is it out. is. I've seen it, on, uh, I've seen it available on Vudu and you know everywhere else, so it is available uh, to watch right now. Uh, it was number one at the box office for a second straight uh, week. I do want to point that out. There hasn't uh, been that's any word why. That, And I'm telling you, that's right. exactly why they pushed it back. Uh, on the release is because they, they they actually made not a lot of it's not a lot of money compared to what a blockbuster makes but for what a horror film with the budget that movie had made they made right. a lot of money in the theater <laughs> it really did so worldwide right now it's actually 13.3 million it's yeah. made on a six million dollar budget so it's doubled it's oh, yeah. doubled its budget yeah in this environment you know and uh you know i'm sure it's going to make some money uh, on digital i don't know I don't know that a lot of people. I, I still don't like the thought of renting something for nineteen ninety nine. I probably would have been willing to do that if it was maybe like ten dollars. You know, like like kind of like movie theater style. I understand why they're doing it. Well, We've good talked news about that to no end on the show. But. Good news. 
I think that the the HBO Max deal is actually going to force other people to do things. So in right. other words, I think the HBO Max deal is going to force Disney Plus's hand. I think it's going to force Netflix's hand on on like doing the streaming things. But on mm-hmm. top of that, I think it's going to it's going to have to it's going to affect video on demand like Amazon because think about it. They're going to be missing all the money they could make in the first 30 days of a movie. Because think about right. that, Thir- you know, after 30 days, it goes to VOD or whatever, you know, and that's what HBO Max and Warner Media said. But here's the problem. Uh, the first 30 days, you can watch it with your subscription to HBO Max. Most people are going to see it multiple times and then not care about, you know, VOD. So the way that you're going to have to keep VOD alive is for those people who don't want to buy HBO Max. And then those people, you have to make the argument, hey, you need to separate with money to rent. You know yep. what I mean? Or buy. And I think if you're selling it for 25 bucks, renting it for 19 is stupid. Why don't you just rent it right. for 10 or sell it and sell it for 25? I mean, you Agreed. could even probably, even if you do it early, you could probably go up to 30. I mean, I, I, yep. it, it sounds stupid to be like, oh, buy it. You're, you're driving up the price of buying. Well, you know what? You own it at that point. So why not just drive? If you pay, if you bring it up to $30 instead of 25 and then you drop down the rental to 10, you're going to make more money off of the rentals. And then some, and the people who want to own it are going to buy it for 30. Right. If not, you're going to just... I've bought movies for 25 bucks oh, absolutely. before they came out. But here's, so. the, here's the thing, though. You're going to lose a lot of customers because that 30-day thing is all well and good, and we know HBO Max means it, but it'll eventually be back on HBO Max. It'll exactly. eventually be back on HBO. So after that 30 days, 60, 90, 60 days, 90 days later, it'll be back on HBO and HBO Max. They're not going to keep it off of their platform forever. Right. They even, they've even said that. It's just going to be available for 30 days. Then they're going to take it down so they can try to make some money in the next 60 days, pretty much. And then it'll be back on. And then Because they rotate things on HBO Max anyways, just like HBO does. Right. They get, they've kept that formula. So trust me, it's, it's, not going to be, it's not going to be advantageous for... Amazon is going to have to compete with that. And that's, that's why I'm saying that it was a good deal for us, the consumer. Maybe not for those companies, but at least for us consumers. Right. Agreed. Agreed. But yes, I do want uh, to see Freaky, by the way. So I, I'll God. probably wait until it's a little cheaper than 19 to rent. Because I, exactly. I, I don't see myself buying it. It's not a movie that I'm really like, oh man, I want to buy it. If it was $10 right. to rent right now, I'd watch it today. Uh, yeah, I would too. Um, when it's available, it'll probably be nineteen ninety nine to buy it or twenty five or twenty four ninety nine to buy it initially. When it comes down to about 15 20 bucks, I'll buy it. I've heard nothing but good things yeah. about it. It's got all good reviews. It's got, you know, great director, great writer. Um, you know, it's or when, Net- world or when Netflix, or when Netflix decides to buy it, so they can have some uh, ammo. Right, right. Uh, next piece of news: uh, Jeffrey Reddick, who was the creator of the Final Destination series, uh, actually had a little banter on Twitter recently, and uh, he did state recently that uh, the next installment is still in the works and uh, should start. You know, uh, should start um, business once business starts to pick up again in Hollywood. Excuse me. Um, you know, he basically thinks that it's it's going to get moving along here. So we may not be too far off from another uh, Final Destination movie. Uh, the series producer, uh, Craig Perry, also chimed in on this, saying that the film is going to actually be in canon with the rest of the series. Um, so it's not going to be a remake, as they originally stated that it was going to be, or the rumors were. It's actually going to be in canon. Ah, and I bet you the title will be Final Destination. Probably. It'll be Final Destination 2022, 2023. Whatever, whatever it is, it. Yeah. yeah. Right. But you know how big that, of a fan I am of that. Yeah, you're a huge fan of that, so it just makes sense that they would do this just to spite you. Pretty much. <laughs> they like spiting me. So, love the Final Destination movies. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's been a couple of stinkers in there, but most of them have been pretty good. So, Listen, uh, you know, even if the movies are bad, and even when the plot line has been bad in them, because there has been a couple, mm-hmm. 
it, you can still rely on the kills. And that's the cool part about yep. that franchise. That franchise doesn't – they do give us a story, which is kind of funny, and even even the clever twist about how the last one was actually a prequel. Uh, like, they give us they give us some stuff, you know what I mean? But the nice part about it is even if even if they didn't, the kills are just good enough that we're like, okay, you're happy just to watch for the kills. It's kind of like yeah. Saw. There's a few Saw movies that really are bad, let's be <laughs> honest. But guess what? You still get the good kills in them. So you're like, okay, I'll sit through a horrible plot just so I can watch somebody's you know head get blown off in a shotgun in a carousel. <laughs> I mean, right. that's just it's just one of those things that you know if you can trade one for the other, we'd like to have both. But if we get at least one, we'll be okay. Right. Right. Yeah excited that uh that, that news hit so can't wait uh you know we'll we'll of course uh, be talking about that when news breaks that it's that it's being made so hopefully that'll be in the not so distant future here uh big news here clive barker has regained the rights to the original hellraiser beginning december 19th oh hell yeah that's good stuff that really is, good, is stuff. good i got stuff. excited everybody's getting properties to return to them and still no friday the 13th right and this is different because there's nobody that was opposing yeah. him um uh, for this one but um you well, know, it's, it's, it was much like the, the it was much like the Craven family getting the rights to Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Because there was right. really no opposition per se. Even in their case, it was kind of more of a technicality, and, and they just signed it over, called it a day. Because uh, New Line kind of had the interest to that, and then they were like, "Oh, well, you know what? We'll give it to the family." You know, the family in- expressed interest, and they just kind of really just it was a formality. Court was, you know what I mean? And that's kind right. of the case here with Clyde with with, with Clyde Barker. It was kind of a formality, and they just went, "Okay, we'll give it to you." like it was kind of just like we'll go and then you can just claim it and we'll walk away which is kind of interesting and it's just that's how it should be done rights to because that's the only one he was really involved with but it's still big news especially you know considering got the series that's coming that he's involved in uh they're still talking about the remake so you know it's it's well now you can't do a now you can't do a remake without consulting him or without paying him Right, and that is right. that is key. That is clutch, and the reason that is key and clutch is that we nobody can really destroy what he created. See, well, wasn't before he supposed to be involved in the remake anyway, wasn't he allegedly somewhere? But, allegedly, but you know how that works. Sometimes, sometimes True. it works where somebody originally invites you in and then says, "eh," and then just decides to do their own thing, and you have zero power to it. If right. if him by owning the original movie means he owns the original copyrights, if he doesn't like what they're doing, he could shut it down. Because he could yank his copyright from it, so yep. so that's that's the kind of like that's the kind of power that you kind of actually need. But yeah, originally I do believe that they were still going forward with him as a consultant for the remake. So I mean, I don't think that that would change. But you, you're protecting yourself. You have to protect yourself because think about it. Uh, you know, v- the reason why we had the Friday the Thirteenth thing is Victor Miller didn't protect himself from Sean Cunningham. Right. And then Sean Cunningham did the scumbag thing and kept all the money, never gave him his due. And finally, one day, Victor Miller woke up and was like, wait a minute, this care, the, the, this franchise has made millions and billions of dollars and I'm not seeing it in my bank account. I'm not seeing even a portion of that that I'm owed. So I need to go and find out why. And, and, and had that's to what happened. The there, there's an act out there that had to do something so many years after yeah. something or up there. I don't know. Yeah, there's I can't a, remember what the act is called. Yeah, but. yeah. There's 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 nuances, if you will. Uh, follow our good friend on Twitter. Uh, you you have uh, his, his Twitter thing, right? Larry Zerner. Yeah, Larry Zerner's thing. It's, it's, I think it's just at yeah. Larry Zerner. Yeah, he actually uh, he liked a, a post that I had about him. Yeah. Recently, so so he's so like if you want to get into he gets into all the nuances. Follow him. He de- he definitely because he's a lawyer, so he gets it. Um, you know. But, you know, I wonder, I doubt he would do it, but I wonder if maybe I reach out to him if he wouldn't 
do a guest spot on our show. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. Maybe we could. Uh, I might try reaching out to him. It doesn't How cool hurt would it to be try. To have Shelley from Friday the Thirteenth Part Three on our show talking about Friday the Thirteenth. And 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 it'd be a good fuck Victor Miller moment, or not fuck fuck Sean Cunningham moment. <laughs> we're we're we're, we're yeah. on Team Victor Miller. Fuck them all, man. We really are. At this point, at this point in Juncture, I'm like, I just want the fucking movie, man. I just right. want something. Every every other major franchise is making a comeback. And here we are. Uh, Friday the 13th is just on the bench. Just sitting yep. there like, put me in, coach. It's like, benching, in, coach. It's like benching Michael Jordan. Ugh, it really is. It's, it's ridiculous. It really is. It's that ridiculous. LeBron James wanted to produce a fucking Friday the 13th movie. LeBron oh. James. You know, Think especially about after the success of Halloween 2018, like you always say, strike while the iron's hot. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that there, we definitely would have had another one probably with a sequel to it in the works are right now. Oh, absolutely. And here's the other you thing. Know? You also, and the reason I bring up LeBron is because he was very interested, remember? Very interested oh, yeah. in funding one, producing it. So you had the money backing. Like, yeah. like, And it's not small money. We're talking about LeBron James. Speaking yeah. of which, Space Jam Legacy will be on HBO Max. But yeah. <laughs> you know, but but you know what I mean. You have that back. You had backing from a fan who was out, who was very vocal that he wanted to do it. And was remember he showed up to that one press conference and the the coveralls and the with the mask. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was he's he was all in. And like so, you you're turning down big time backers. You're turning down great ideas because there's a lot of amazing scripts that have been floating around out there. And you're you're turning down the perfect time right now. The perfect time for horror is when the world is a little uncertain and not only is it that time but it's also off the back of halloween 2018 doing mega money mega yeah. money like this is like the it, you couldn't get any hotter to strike couldn't yep it's a shame you know it just feels like this thing's never going to end yeah i remember when larry zerner said that this is something they could take years oh yeah it could it could be years it may not be a quick resolution there's been a couple of times that they thought that the appellate court was going to you know, come down with like a resolution and nothing. And, you know, I'm starting to think that this could be, they may have been right about this. This may be something that may, we, we may never see the end of this really. Yeah. It's just it, going to bury a franchise that could be making a lot of money for the all parties involved yeah. currently. until until one or both of the parties is dead and somebody can claim it. So that's yep. a long, that, that could be a long time depending upon, you know what I mean? It's sad to think right. about it that way, but that is like the only way out if this gets locked and that's the right. dumbest thing both parties could be making money right now if the if if sean cunningham would just make a deal that's really what right. it, it, it hinges on sean cunningham doesn't want to give victor miller his proper due and right. because of which and because a court ruled that victor miller deserves his proper due sean cunningham is just like not having it all he has yep. to do is cut a deal that whatever movie he gets his fucking percentage which victor miller's open to and guess what happens you make a new movie you both make money but the, the problem is Cunningham loses a few million. Yeah. That's why I say fuck Sean Cunningham because it's his fault because he's greedy. He, a movie where even if he if he was going to make $10 million on it in his own pocket and he had to give up two, he still makes $8 million. Like, yeah. that's how dumb it is, folks. Like, even if he had to split it 50-50, which isn't even what's being asked for, that, that, that's $5 million and $5 million. I, I think, I don't care how, first of all, he's already rich, but I don't care how rich you are. Uh, the difference between $5 million and zero is still $5 million. Right or eight million or whatever the price may be because it's probably even higher than that because if it I guarantee the Friday Thirteenth movie would have done Halloween twenty eighteen money yeah and that's yeah. big money that was you know what was it uh, it was eighty eighty five million opening week and then a hundred I think in the theaters it was it broke two hundred million right huh? <laughs> like and that doesn't happen for horror movies there's only a couple of the franchises that would have hit that Friday the Thirteenth is one of them yep 
You're absolutely right. Well, it's the almighty dollar. Ah, greed. Greed, 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 greed. All right. Last piece of news that we got this week. This is uh, for Rich. You and I, we could care less, but I know our listeners care about this. AMC has renewed Fear the Walking Dead for a seventh season. Of course they did. I mean, I'm not surprised about that at all. Um, Yeah, I'm not. But, I mean, after they, they decided to pull the plug on the original series, I'm a little bit just because of the, the tanking numbers, but... Well, here's the, the problem. Time. They still they still have not don't acknowledge the tanking numbers. If you still listen to AMC and what they say, they say that it's not even hit its peak yet, which, of right. course, we all know that that's not true. Uh, right. Besides, they're not really pulling the plug on the main series. They're changing it, and they're doing the spinoff with uh, Daryl and Carol. Daryl and Carol. So, no, I hope I'm that's ser- the name of it. I don't know what the name of it's going to be. But I don't think it's going to be called. I don't know <laughs> if it's going to be Walking Dead. Daryl and Carol. It should be. That'd be great. But at the same point, Juncture, we all, everybody knows it's happening because they've been very public with it. So it's basically right. they're just getting rid of. Basically, they're trying to cut how many people they're paying. They're going to knock the cast down. Because think about yeah. now they have to pay this whole cast, and then you, you can just bit, play bit players and have Daryl and Carol, and that's all they're right. doing. So it's kind of like it's not really ending a show. They're just continuing it in a way that they can save money. Yeah. So, and with Fear of the Walking Dead, it doesn't cost them as much because they don't have as big as stars on that show. Right, right, right. So, so it makes sense. Yeah. But that is the news for this week. Well, uh, with that being said, if you would like to uh, ask us any questions, if you would like to uh, comment on anything we talk about or have an idea for a movie you would like us to review or something else, anything else, you can hit us up on the social medias, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share the page. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Use that hashtag HZ607 when talking about the show. Also, you can go visit 8122productions.com and find out everything we do over here from HorrorZone, the Three Fat Nerds podcast, the wrestling show, all that we're doing over on Twitch tv slash 607 podcast all we're doing uh, over at patreon with patreon.com slash 8122 productions if you want to support any of that or get in on that and, and uh, there's a lot of great things we're doing you can find all that information at 8122productions.com under that one banner so that's always a good one-stop shop and with that being said mike do you have a do you have a question this week I certainly do, and I actually originally had a different question. I had to, the one that I'm going with for this week is because the professor's not here. So thanks for screwing that up, buddy. Uh, Asshole. The, the original one I had it was it was going to be one with multi like a multiple answer, and uh, I think it's going to be a fun one. So I'm going to save that for when he gets back in the studio. So I, I think I, I'm throwing you a nice little easy soft toss question here. I hope that it is, but I, I cannot imagine you'll have tough, a tough time with this one. We'll find so, out. Here we go with this week's Horror Zone 607 trivia question. This cult horror film features killers known as Blade, Jester, Tunneler, and Pinhead. Once again, this cult horror film features killers known as Blade, Jester, Tunneler, and Pinhead. The answer coming up right after the break. Hey, this is Kenna. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to Rich and Mike on the Horror Zone 607 Podcast.
and welcome back to the zone. Before the break, we asked this week's Horror Zone 607 trivia question of the week. The question was, this cult horror film features killers known as Blade, Jester, Tunneler, and Pinhead. Rich, do you know the answer? I do believe so. It would be Puppet Master. That is correct. The answer is Puppet Master. And I actually have a bonus question for you this week. And this one, I knew you were going to get this question. I kind of soft-tossed it to you, like I said. But uh, I, I did not ask you my bonus question yet. Okay. The bonus question is, how many sequels are there in the Puppet Master series? Ooh, that's I do not know. I, I'll take it. I'll throw I was a, shocked by I, this. I will throw a guess out there, okay? Because I know that there's more. I, I'm going to guess high because I, I think that there's more than what I even know. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to just guess eight, but I could be wrong. That is wrong. The answer to that is actually 12. Wow. So you, I thought eight, I thought, so I thought reasonably it would have to be between six and 10. So I was like, if I guess eight, I'm close, you know what I mean? Between, you know, but 12. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. With a 13th on the way. Woo. Blade, the Iron Cross is coming. So Jeez. Actually, I don't even know. I, mean, I think actually come to think of it, I think that that may have released. So at the time I did these trivia questions months ago and I actually think that uh, blade, the iron cross may have already come out. It was supposed to come out this year. Possibly. I think I saw somewhere where there was a review for it. So I do think wow. there's actually 13 now. So I stand corrected. There's actually 13 of them. Woo. So yeah. Yeah. Hard to believe. All right. Well, that's going to lead us into the second segment here for this week. And I kind of talked about it at the top of the show. Uh, this week's fun segments, as we like to refer to it as here on the show, is going to be uh, a couple weeks back. I was sitting back and I was watching a movie uh, that everybody absolutely loves. And I've always found it to be quite overrated. It's okay. I respect it for what it is. But I've always thought, eh, you know, it's a bit overrated. And uh, it got me thinking, you know, there's a few of these movies that I would put on this list where there's just, you know, people love these movies. They have nothing but good things to say about them. And I really either just hate the movie or think this really isn't as great as everybody says that it is. So that's what we're going to be discussing this week. Uh, I don't know how many films you've come up with, Rich, but I've got a few of them that I want to talk about. I, only and, got uh, a, I, I want to keep it. I want to keep it low. So I, I only got a few. Yeah. And I've only got, I think, three or four of them on, on my list here. And we don't have to go in great detail, but we can just kind of give our thoughts on it. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, the professor also sent me a 75,000 word essay. Um, to describe, I believe there was three of them that he had on the list. <laughs> so, so how about we start with the professor's list and just uh, kind of skim it, because I, I kind of know his reasoning for some. <laughs> right. So, uh, sorry, Professor, I know you're going to be listening back, but this is just, I'm not going to be reading this whole thing because I just I just don't want to. I just don't <laughs> want to. You make very valid points, but I just don't want to. Uh, it's a lot. So, the first one that he's got on his list was the, the original, and I've, I've still to this day, I've not seen this movie. Uh, and you, people can can just tear me apart for this. I deserve it because I should have seen it by now. But just something about it, it just I know that it's known for its special effects. Tom Savini at his finest, but I just something about it, it just doesn't look appealing to me, especially when I love the original so much. And that's the original 1978 Dawn of the Dead, directed by George Romero. Dawn of the Dead. Uh, I, I love Dawn of the Dead, uh, before you go further. Uh, a lot of people do. It doesn't have problems. It's very dated. Mm-hmm. Uh, i.e. fluorescent paint pretty much yes. for blood. That's uh, one of the reasons I don't want to watch and, it. And, that the, kind of and, the, and, and the kind of hokey like coloring of the zombies. Right. I get it. But uh, yeah, like I, I get that it's dated, but once you once you get past that, 
and uh, take it for what it is. I think it's, it's, it's still a good movie. I do like the remake. I'm not going to say I like the remake better. I'm going to say I like the remake as a companion piece because at least the remake, because there's parts of the remake I hate, like some of the story. Like there's there's certain parts of the story in the remake that are, just lose me. Like the whole Mackay Pfeiffer part in that where, you know, the family and the baby yeah. gets born and stuff. That part just like, and it's not that it, it's, it's not because a baby becomes a zombie because I'm all for that. It's just, it, I, I thought it was done for no reason except for shock and it doesn't it didn't really come across as shocking if you ask me right and so i'm i'm just like i did like the fact that the zombies could run i like the fact that like there was it, it, it was it was a lot more uh what would i say how would i say as far as like thrilling and scary is it was that because i'm not as terrified as you know slow lumbering zombies as i am of ones that run at you. So I think that's right. why I give a leg up there. But some of the storyline in the in the remake, I could just do without. Whereas right. the original tells a very good story. Uh, it's just that the effects are dated. Right. Yeah, and I, I'm a big fan of the the remake. I really like it. Um, I, again, the original Night of the Living Dead is, is, you know, a movie I respect a great deal. I'm not a big zombie movie fan. I prefer the zombie comedies more uh, than anything. But I love the original Night of the Living Dead. It's a movie I've seen a hundred times. I'll watch it a hundred more. Uh, every time it's on, I have to watch it. I love the, the music, the atmosphere, how creepy it looks. It's brilliant to do it in black and white at a time when most movies were, were in color. Uh, so just, you know, brilliant. Um, so a brief overview. Why did the, uh, the professor find it uh, overrated? So what he writes on here is that Dawn of the Dead is a good horror movie. He just thinks that the original Romero zombie trilogy uh, – uh, it's or of the original uh, Romero zombie trilogy. It's just not as good as Night of the Living Dead or Day of the Dead, which he says both of which are terrifying. Deliver a uh, good close of satire. Excuse me, a good dose of satire. I'm sorry, I'm having mm. a hard time reading this because it's small. Right. So um, he did say that it is suspenseful, and it may just be objective on his on you know on his on his part here, but uh, he just doesn't find it to be very scary. Right on. I get, I, I I hear what he's saying. Right. Um, so next up on the list, and I know that he hates this, and a lot of people loved it. Uh, we're kind of on the same level, I, I think, as he is with this. Uh, and that's uh, Jordan Peele's Us. He, he he finds it to be extremely overrated. Uh, yes. <laughs> in a nutshell, I would say this. I, the reason I found it, I, I find it overrated is a lot of people went through the moon with it, and I don't <laughs> understand why. I knew what was going to, I knew how that movie was going to end five minutes in. And and I and you've heard me say it on this show a million times, and I think people would have to agree that Jordan Peele's style of writing is like the anti M Night Shyamalan. He doesn't really give you a twist. It's straightforward. What you think at the beginning of the movie, and it's the same thing in Get Out. Get Out just was Get Out. I think was a better story, and I feel like that that he did a better with because of the story and the stuff. You know what I mean? It went a mm-hmm. lot better. I think that Us had a very flimsy story. And yeah. on top of that, because there's no like surprise in the movie, there's no real like, oh, you know, like the two, the only two parts I jumped in the entire movie was the fucking owl, the owl in the beginning <laughs> right. and at the end. That's it. That's the only time, two times I jumped in the whole movie. And the second right. time I looked at Ron, cause both me and him jumped on the same parts, those, those same two parts. And we looked at each other and we're like the fucking owl. Like we should have yep. remembered it was there, but uh, that's cool. I mean, and I dove in the story. Like I said, I don't hate the movie. It's not one of the movies I hate. I just right. don't think it should be considered like when people were like putting on best of the year for, you know, the year when, what was it? 2019 when it came out mm-hmm. and people were talking about it being one of the classics. I'm like, no, get out was way better. 
uh, because that was the initial one. This is just kind of repackaging the same directorial style as he did in Get Out, only changing some things up with a weaker story, and I just didn't dig it. Right. And I think of the three of us, I was the one that liked it the most. I, I do like the atmosphere, and I did think it had good comedy parts in it when it was comical. Uh, you know, I, I don't hate the movie by any means. I, I did like it. I yeah, I was going to say, I don't it. hate it either. I didn't understand, but... Um, his point with this, he says, first of all, Get Out was excellent. He loved Get Out, uh, and he was really looking forward to us when it came out. He says, the concept of doppelgangers taking over is really cool. Um, and, and there was two uh, specific elements of the movie that he found to be pure genius. One being, I, and I, I hope I don't mispronounce her name, but Lupita Nyong'o's performance. Yeah. And the Beach Boys good vibration scene with Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker. Yeah, it was good. Um, but, you know, he just... Just too many plot holes uh, in, in what he puts excruciatingly obvious and ineffective twists. So the movie looks great and has excellent performances, which I 100% agree with. Um, and it does have some great moments, but it just isn't nearly as close to the quality of Get Out. So Agreed. that's how he feels about that. I agree. Uh, and the last one that he's got on his list here is the original Saw, which surprises me. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I Okay, before we go into it, let's get his synopsis because I, I don't see this at all. Okay. So he says he loves James Wan and Lee Wanell. Uh, their work in Saw has been extremely solid, but the success of their debut collaboration as writer and director, respectively, um, surprises him to this day. Uh, he saw a press screening of Saw when it was released in 2004, and he was laughing along with the rest of the audience through the entire runtime. Uh, the initial setup is strong, but once the film leaves the room and starts following Danny Glover's bumbling performance as Detective Tap, the scenes um, of the little jigsaw clown doll riding a bicycle or a tricycle, excuse me, uh, he felt that it lost any any credibility. Uh, he did say it had a great twist ending, um, which I agree with, um, but he, he felt that it was a good gory film. But never really struck him as scary. So he, I, he I, says he was howling with laughter. I feel that his problem is that when he saw it, he went with a lot of the uppity uh, college people that he that, that you know would be at a, a one of those screenings. And I feel like yeah, I feel I like could see the, that. I feel like the problem is is the they were too cool for the room, so they pretty much laughed their asses off about it. And I'm not saying that it's terrifying because it's not terrifying. Let's be honest; it's, it ushered in the uh, the the torture porn, if you will. Right, but I think that it's, I I do think that it's, uh, it wasn't laughable. I mean, the 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 guy, the the little thick guy in the tricycle, isn't really is it's unnerving. It's not really uh, a funny ha ha thing. I mean, there's, right. a, I, I guess I could understand tr- laughing about it if I was like super stoned or something, but uh, like <laughs> like or like when it became a joke later on. But like when you first see it, you just kind of are like, why? You know what I mean? That that makes right. sense. That's why I say it's unnerving because you're just like, why? Sometimes when you see things, you're just, why would you? Why? Why? And then you kind of want to go in. So I thought that they did a good job on the movie. And I mean, with the budget they did and with everything else, I thought it was it was fine. That's just my opinion. Right. I I agree. I agree 100. percent I love the Saw series. Uh, Jigsaw was I felt to be the weakest one in the series, but you know whatever. Yeah, I, oh. I still didn't think it was awful. It's entertaining. I've watched it a hundred times, but. Um, but I, I love that series. I like to watch them in order. So good, good, good one. I like it. All right, why don't we go to you next? All right, I'll, I'll give. I just got a couple, uh, two, three. Uh, one is not surprised to anybody, and it's not that I dislike the film. I saw it again recently, and I'm like, you know, it is a good movie, but it's not the movie that everybody talks about. And of course, I'm talking about Wreck. 
uh everybody goes over the moon for it and i'm just like well it's a good movie it's 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 got its gory moments it's got a good story and premise to it but at the end of the day i don't see why everybody puts it on like one of their greatest horror movies of all time list above a lot of movies that are better than it i just i i don't get it i guess uh i knew that was going to be on your list yeah i I, knew that you were going to put that yeah i knew that was going to be the top one yeah well i i don't make a a gripe about it and i watched it it's not that it's a bad movie i'm not gonna say it's a horrible movie i I enjoy watching the movie i just don't get why it's above other movies like it doesn't it doesn't really do it for me and the subsequent see you know rec 2 in all a thing about it rec 2 is a more gore is a gorier movie i said almost a more gorier is a gorier movie as good as the first one in my opinion right right better i I, I would argue that it's actually better because yeah. I, I think there's more story in the second movie. The first movie, the first movie lacks the storytelling because they purposely keep it veiled, which is fine. And then two, when you get into the real deep story of it, you're like, oh, this is really good, and there's a plot and everything else. So I would, I'm, I like you would argue that Wreck Two is is better than Wreck, but uh, that's why I think the Wreck's overrated because once again, I should never be able a movie that is is always on lists of everybody. You go go through YouTube, go through everybody's list. Wreck will always be on the list, and most of the time, Wreck Two isn't even on the list. And you're like, but I think that the sequel's better. And right. so therefore it has to be overrated because I, you know, and once again, this is an opinion list. And I'm sure some people would disagree with me or some people will say, well, you want to have rec two without rec. And that's true. But that doesn't mean that, you know, <laughs> it's like my second pick, which I'm going to just kind of piggyback. In, and that's the purge, the original purge movie. I wasn't wow. a huge fan of, I think uh, it's overrated by people. I know, I, I, I know you do, but I'm just saying, I think that it's overrated by a lot of people. It isn't what we thought it was going to be. Like when you, when you watch that movie, it takes, you know, you're talking about a world where everybody is, is kill is allowed to kill, rob, steal, you know, do whatever they want for 12 hours. And we're stuck at one house. Yeah. I mean, the subsequent sequels, and this is, it goes like wreck with the subsequent sequels, it got a lot better. Uh, and a lot of them were very good. And even the television show, because then you get to see the world as a whole. Uh, I understand why they did what they did, but I think that they kind of did themselves a disservice. Because could you imagine if your opening movie was Ethan Hawke somehow in his family stuck outside of their house and it was kind of like one of the other movies? And he was kind of yep. that kind of hero. I think you would have a better movie on your hands. Uh, there was a lot of time in that movie where there's no action. I don't really. I, I I know that you thought that there was a suspense built, but I really didn't think there was. The only part yeah, to that, me, it's the only one that's an actual horror movie in the series. Yeah, I don't know because because the only parts that to me that kept me on the edge of the seat is at the end of the movie, is the last like twenty minutes. And then outside of that, it was pretty much, there's a lot of boring stuff. There's a lot of time paid attention to the, the, the fucking rich fucks outside and they're, Oh, let us in Mr. You know, fucking it's stupid. Like that to me, I mean, think mm-hmm. about it. The one girl gets shot with a shotgun and she looks like a flying squirrel in the air. Like that got <laughs> past, that got past film editing and a script. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm just saying, you know, it's not that I hate the movie. It is enjoyable. But I think that they promise, like, in a world of endless opportunity, we get stuck in one house. And then they, and then in the sequels, we got the endless opportunity. And I think that that's where it's better, in my opinion. And there was a lot more suspense because think about it. Every turn you make in one of the other movies, there's something else, whether they are the, the main characters are in trouble or they get to witness some fucked up shit. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas in this movie, you're trapped. Out, like, I, I didn't think that the, the sequels, I, I still need to watch one. The third movie in the series, the third one that they made, I think it was election year. Yeah. yeah. I still haven't seen that one. Okay. Um, 
I still need to see that, but I, I've seen the first purge. I've seen uh, you've seen the show and everything. And well. I've seen the show. The first purge was okay. Uh, by then, I thought that it was kind of pushing it because it was, you know, they over politicized that one. I agree. They, if they over politicized it, but it was just kind of it was running out of steam by that point. Yeah, but I mean, they, I didn't um, need to, I didn't need to get into the like like honestly, you didn't need to tell me that the people with doing the purge were bad because I already knew they were bad. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I feel like it was it was too late in the line. If that would have been movie two. I think it'd have been okay. Yeah, I agree. And I the agree. reason why the is because it, got to it, it was just well. By the time you got to it, that. you were I've already seen all this. You know, it was just let's just let's just get a cash grab. Think is about what it. I felt well. Here's the thing. I, I will say this about the the movie is by the time you get to the first purge, so you're that's mm-hmm. the third movie in. You already understand that you would not be signing with siding with the new founding fathers. You know what I mean? Right. You already understand that those people are bad, and and, and that the quote unquote rich people are bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's inherent. Like, if you right. didn't know that already, that would make that movie... Like, if that movie was second, you'd be like, oh, okay, this is why I right. should hate these people. But you, by, by, the, by the second movie, you already knew that. Actually, by the first movie, that was the one good thing about the first movie. You automatically knew you would not be siding with them. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. where that movie falls, it just was a disservice to itself. And that's why I said it became over-politicized, because you didn't have to convince the audience already of what they already knew. You're right. kind of treating the audience like they're stupid. And right, that's, right. I think that's why I didn't like that one as much. But I mean, I loved uh, Election Year was great. I love Purge Anarchy. Purge Anarchy is probably my favorite. That's the uh, sequel. Okay. That's, yeah. the, that's the first sequel. Yeah. That's the original right. sequel. And I thought it was good. It just, to me, of all the sequels and everything, I actually thought, at least of the two sequels that I've seen, or prequel and sequel, um, I thought that the series was the best. Oh, the series. Oh, by the way, I, I will agree with you. And I think the series is great because then you got to really delve into it. And that's my whole right. point about the reason why I was let down from the first movie, and I think it's overrated. Once again, I don't think it's a bad movie, but I think that once you see where you could go with a TV show even, you're like, oh, man, being confined to one house ain't great. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because right. the world is so open, and that's my that was my point for that one. That's that's kind of where it falls in with Wreck as well, because it's like you get to that second movie in Wreck, and you're like, oh, the world is so much bigger than I thought it was, right. and then you're like, See, this movie's better. I think for me with Wreck, I you know personally, the world is always going to owe um, the found footage subgenre to Blair Witch. And oh, I yeah, respect yeah. Blair Witch. I, I really do. It does have its creepy moments and, and everything. But even from the first time I saw it, I watched it in the middle of the night. Uh, it was literally like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning when we put it on at a girl's house that lived out in the middle of the woods. It was all woods. There was a cemetery right down the street. It was, it was all the actual dark woods the from home. the movie, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it was creepy going out, going home. But while I was watching it, I was kind of like, this is it. But, you know, I, I have a great deal of respect for it for what yeah, it yeah. was. But in the found footage genre, I personally believe that Wreck and Wreck 2 are the two best found footage films ever made. Uh, that's, that's my I, opinion. You know what? But, I, as far as, like, regular horror movies, I agree. Yeah. As far as, like, uh, as far as like on the verge of what I, I would say, I, I really, there's a couple other ones that I, like, Creep is pretty good. But I wouldn't, consider, I, I wouldn't consider that, like, uh uh, it's not like found footage horror. I'm, it has the same shooting style, I should say, but it's not right. really. It's not. It's not a super horror movie. Like it, I, I once again, I still consider it horror, but it's more psychological. Like you go Creep. on that. Yeah, I think yeah, you it's go a on comedy. I, as, <laughs> yes, it is psychological well. comedy. Well, yeah, but you, there's still moments in that movie where you're like, "Is this? You know what I mean? Is this real? Is this whatever?" Right. But I, I mean, I, I, I dig that movie a lot. Uh, so there's there's other few. You know. It, once again, I, I agree. I would words. agree with you as far two as two words: peach fuzz. <laughs> peach fuzz. <So> good. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but uh so that does those two and uh do i do i have a third I, you know what i really don't have a third i do have one that's underrated and of course that's freddy's dead ah yes ah, i got it in there because it ain't overrated it's underrated baby Woo! it really is in in the world according to the gospel according to rich i mean that I, is true for a different list on a different day we'll have to write this down or save this <laughs> I would say overrated, and I mean, I still think it's a great movie. Would be, uh, and this is only with knowledge of what the what the what it could have been, uh, as we know now. Would be Nightmare on Elm Street three, yep. only because we've had we know what it could have been and what it was was way different. And uh, so with that object, I would, but I wouldn't put that on an overrated list. I would put that on a list of movies that uh, original scripts would have been better than the finished product. Right. Which if I think we should do was on the show, That would actually be his pick would be the dream warriors. He hates that movie. I don't hate and it. And loves the second one. I and loves oh, the second one. That's weird. But I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't hate either one, but it's weird to, to love the other one over. I don't hate Agreed. it. And like I said, that's why I won't put it. I do believe it deserves to be on a lot of lists because in a lot of ways, it gave us what we know as Freddy Krueger, the the iconic Freddy Krueger, uh, even more so than the original movie, which is kind of strange to say. But if you think about it, what we think about when we think about Freddy was born in the third movie. Right. Uh, And what made him an icon was born in the third movie. Um, and I think that when you take that, when you look at it for what it is, that I'm like, okay, it's not overrated. But when you compare it to the Wes Craven script that you have access to now, you're like, oh shit, they could have made this movie so much better. And, and actually yep. a horror movie, like, right, like right. a serious, cause this movie is a borderline dark comedy. Let's be honest. Yep. It, 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 it's not quite as slapstick as Freddy's dead, which I did mention jokingly. It's not that slapstick, but it's, it's halfway there. So you can see where you get to Freddy's Dead. You know what I mean? Because right. by Freddy's Dead, they were just comedies. And, you right. know, because even four and five, they they go more towards the comedy. And then six is like the Mwah! piece de resistance of comedy. It's not really a horror. It's not a horror movie at all. Me and Professor, when we watched it, which I do have to still put that on YouTube, but it was on, tw- you know, uh, Twitch for a while. Uh, when we watched it and we did that that live watch along, whoo. We were both like, we were laughing. It was more of a, it, 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 I forgot how much of a, com- I mean, I remembered most of it, but I forgot how much of a comedy it truly was. I was looking right. for that horror scene in it and I'm like, it never comes. There's not right. a single time in that movie where you're like, okay, here's the horror scene. And, and some people will be like, well, he's, he kills people. That, that's not horror to me. Like there was no part where I was like, man, I'm, I'm even remotely nervous. And I mean, right. yes, I've seen it before, but I still, there's still movies that I see. Like if I watch the Texas Chainsaw remake to this day, there's parts of that movie where I become uneasy because that's the feeling you should be feeling. You know what I mean? Right. Even the original Texas Chainsaw, I, there's parts of that movie where you become uneasy because that's the feeling. And I understand that, you know, I know where things are, but it's still that way. It's just, ah. But yeah, I would say different list, different times. Sometime we'll, we'll dive into, I promise you guys, I'll, I'll write it down. I'm actually making a note of it right now. Uh, we'll do uh, movies that could have been better off of their first script. Like if you compare what a script that had come out that it should have been, uh, mm-hmm. if that was the script. I think that's where Nightmare 3, for me, belongs and not overrated. Because we can't compare it to be overrated to a movie that never got made. Right, right. So I, I think that I'm going to stop there. Mike, take the stage. I got. I can't wait to hear yours. All right, so I'm going to kick it right off with the movie I was watching that <laughs> that inspired this whole segment here. And this is one that just for the life of me, I don't understand why it gets the love that it gets. And it's an American werewolf in London. And I personally think the other one, the other big uh, werewolf movie that came out the same year, The Howling, is a far superior movie 
they both have great transformation scenes. I'm not going to take away from the fact that it has a great transformation scene, but it seems like people base everything on that. And personally, I think that the transformation scene in the Howling is better. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that'll shock some people because sometimes I I, I I like to pick on you about being wrong. You're absolutely right. The Howling is the better horror movie. The Howling is the better werewolf movie. Yeah. Uh, the only uh, because and here's why I'm gonna say it. And and I consider both a horror because we all know that I consider dark comedies horror. American mm-hmm. Werewolf in London is a comedy right. that has horror elements. That's right. it. It is a dark comedy because if you watch the movie, it is made that way. It, I mean, it, it was it was purposely made that way. Like Zemeckis is 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 doing that's 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 his thing. Or no, sorry, um, was it was it Zemeckis that did that movie? American or, Werewolf. Yeah, or it's uh, what's his name? No, it was Landis. Landis. Thank you. Why did I got the I get those two messed up all the time? That's why I was. That's why I was like, wait a minute, it wasn't Zemeckis. It was Landis because they do. They they were both had the same kind of career. Right. And uh, so sorry. Yes, I meant to. You know, that's why. That's why I asked you. I'm like, I know I'm wrong, but when Landis did the movie, think about it. He came off of doing comedies. So he puts a lot yeah. of slapstick in, in, in that movie on purpose, which is fine. I, 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 the parts of that movie I enjoy are like him sitting there talking with his friend that keeps getting more and more decomposed. Right. And that's the, that's the, that's humorful. It's not, it's not put there to make you feel bad. It's put there I to make Griffin you. Dunn. Yeah. Great Griffin Dunn. Yeah. My brother actually just did work at his house. Or, really? Well, went to his house. He was at his house a couple weeks ago. Uh, doing doing something for him so my brother actually knows griffin dunn now well there you so go he's a great guy but i'm just saying like think, think about it. that's what that's what he that's what he does that, that that's the whole point of the movie and it has right. an amazing transformation scene that i will say even though the howling transformation scene is not bad it's very good the american mm-hmm. werewolf in london scene is better it is because i think rick baker did a better job not saying that the other one is horrible because it's very good it's just that i think that's why people put american werewolf in london above the other movie and i think so i think you're absolutely right is they look at the two scenes and they go oh well the american werewolf in london has the most legendary uh, werewolf transformation of all time in it and you're like okay that's fine that's all well and good but what else is in the movie if you ask anybody else to remember any other part of that movie the only other part they're going to remember is that dream sequence where the 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 Nazi werewolf. Right. That's the right. only thing other people anybody ever remembers. They don't remember any other part of American Werewolf in London. If you ask people who've watched seen the Howling what they remember, they can tell you the plot line of the movie. Yeah, and the Howling is not only a great werewolf movie, it's a great slasher movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it got a doubles. So And then it has um, a good twist at the end. Yes, it does. Because you originally think there's only one. <laughs> you know, for right. for a long time in the movie you think there's one werewolf. And you're like, holy shit! It's a it's a fucking town full of them. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not it's not just one. I, it does get uh, the howling does get a little wonky when they get to the sequels. Though, let's be honest. Right, right, yeah. The sequels uh, I've seen a few of them and they're terrible. But um, but yeah, the the original one, my opinion is is absolutely. one of the better horror movies ever made. And I'm fact, agreeing with opinion. you on that. I think you're absolutely right. All right. Well, let's see if you agree with this next one here because this is one that you know people. Here comes a controversial I, I, one. It's a controversial one because I think everybody I know loves this movie, and I, I think it is just not just awful. I think it's god awful. Oh Jesus! And my buddy Sean constantly tells me you're wrong. You need to watch it again. Well, guess what, Sean? And guess what, everybody else? I have watched it two more times, and I it got worse both times. This is like Halloween 2018 worse. It's the Babadook. There's nothing scary about this movie. Not one scene was scary. It was terrible, and it was painfully boring. I'm going to say this, and you're going to be surprised by this as well. I've seen it once, and I don't remember the movie, so I can't disagree with you. 
It's just like, a whole I've lot of movie. nothing. Honestly, oh. I've seen the movie one time. I have seen it, and I can't. Other than the the what the creature looked like, right? If you want to call it a creature, I, I mean, right. I guess that's what it is. Whatever it was. Yeah, I I can't tell you anything about that movie. There there was a book. I know that. That's it. That's yeah. it. And I've seen the movie. I've actually seen it. So I guess you might be right. It's overrated. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. People tell me all the time I'm wrong about that one. And I do not, I, for the life of me, I cannot understand. You know, I'll, I'll props, promise the fans you know, one it, thing. I'll rewatch it. I will rewatch in the next few weeks. Uh, coming into Christmas time, and and I, I, I if I if I I will make a mention after I rewatch it on I think All again, right. but I will say this I I'm gonna have to agree with you on top because if I've seen a a lot of movies I've only seen once, I've yeah. seen the burning once, and I'm like I love the burning, <laughs> like I think yeah. that it was a, it wasn't a great movie but it was a good slasher film so I was it was very enjoyable I would watch it again and I could tell you scenes from that you know the burning. And I've only seen that once. I'm just bringing it up because right. I've seen that you know once, and we know that. Once that you really enjoyed was the was the furries, but that's for another show. <laughs> the furries, the furies. Yes, I kept saying it wrong. He called it the furries. That's a true story. <laughs> I did it on the show even, uh, but uh, but no. Yes, I also I also enjoyed that movie. I, I agree, but I can I can tell you stuff about that movie. I can't tell you anything about and I, of another movie I saw. That's about it. I can't do it. I can't. I, right. I just don't remember. Um, the next two, I, I actually, I do have a total of five on here. The last one is one I wish the professor was here because it would make his head spin. But just a couple I just want to kind of gloss over real quickly okay. here. We don't have to talk much about them. But Good. I've only seen it once with Suspiria. You know, I just, I didn't really understand it. I thought it was boring. I, I didn't like it. I'm not big on Jalos. I was going to say, you don't like Jalos. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of Jalos. I did enjoy, I did enjoy watching it. The remake was very enjoyable. Uh, I've nearly watched it a few in a, times, in a lot like of ways. And a half hours long. I know it's super long. In a lot of ways, the original is better because of it's a lot shorter. <laughs> but uh, the uh, the 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 new one has uh, some really cool stuff in it as well, like that they didn't go as far as in the original because it's not a shot by shot. Right. Uh, but uh, I, I I will say this: I enjoyed it, but I can understand why you wouldn't like it. Right. I, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Uh, next one uh, was uh, another one that people loved, absolutely loved, and everybody said I'd really like it, and I hated it, and that was Hereditary. You know what? We're on the same level there. You know that because I've told you that before. <laughs> right. I, and I, I actually didn't I don't even get it. mind it through most of the movie, and when the final act came, I was like, oh, brother. Okay. What did I just waste my time on? When when the reveal comes, you, I, I was just like, really? That's where we're going? I, I don't know. I, I understand people love those movies and, and like, you know, if you're into artsy shit, that's for you. Right. That's that's how I look at it. That's always why. And think about it. I tell the professor that all the time. I'm like, you like it because it's artsy. It's the same thing yeah. with Midsommar. You like it because it's fucking artsy. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Uh, to me, I'm just like, it's too slow. I didn't. The, the atmosphere isn't fucking creepy enough. Like, if you would have made it about what the fucking trailers made it look like, that was creepy. With just a little right. girl with the clicking. Yeah, that was creepy, and then you find out she gets her head knocked off like shortly into the film, and you're like, yeah. "This fucking film lied to me. We're not even going to follow like the creepiest part of the trailer. The trailer made me think that little girl was the creepy part, and I was right. in. And then I watched the movie, and she's not in the mo- she's in the movie for a little less than half. And yeah, then it's like, and then for, she's in it for about thirty five seconds. Yeah, yeah, and so. her head gets her head gets fucking knocked off. You're like, uh Okay, so the creepiest part from the trailer, and mind you, you know me, I don't like when trailers spoil everything, but at least that right. was what drew me in. I'm like, this little fucking girl who's possessed by her grandmother, that's what I'm thinking looking at the trailer. It makes these clicking sounds, and everybody's terrified of her. I'm in. 
and then that movie is not what we got. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm with you, Mike. All right. Well, the last one uh, on the list, and this is the one that would make the professor's head spin, uh, is, is your next. You know, he, he tells me all the time that The Strangers is terrible. Your next is what The Strangers should have been. I'm sorry. You're wrong. You're wrong. I am Strangers gonna... is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Okay. I'm going to agree and disagree with you. Ready for this? My okay. agreement, I'm finding myself, it's funny that I've agreed with you so much. My disagreement with you, I'll start with first. It is not one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, but is it a good movie? Yes. Is it better than your next? Absolutely. Uh, I think that your, I think the strangers is an actual terrifying movie. Mm-hmm. I think that it's, it's, it can, you know why it's terrifying? Cause it could happen. Right. Your next Agreed. ain't fucking happening. And especially when the, cause they just, it gets too convoluted. Now, if they would have kept it as like some intruder, if they would have made it more like the strangers, then it's scarier. But and as that's soon what as I you, thought it was going to be. As soon as, yeah, it looked that way. But guess what? As soon as you're, after the initial break-in, if you will, quote unquote. Right. They take their masks off right, halfway through right. the movie. That's what I'm saying. After about. the, well, think about it. The initial break-in takes about 15, 20 minutes to happen. Right. And then shortly, another 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes from there is when they demask and you find out the entire plan. Yep. So as soon as they demask, you find out who's in on it and they're just trying to get the inheritance money. Right. And you just go, why? Why is this a why? This isn't scary anymore. And I don't understand right. why somebody thinks it's scary. And if you go, well, the survival aspect of it. Well, here's the survival aspect of it. You know what's better than that? Ready or not is better than it. Yeah. As far as survival horror, if you want to go that route, so it it didn't it didn't do enough to be ready or not. And it and it started off with the once again trailers and everything leading you to believe it was like the strangers, and then it took you on a different route. I don't understand how you could be like. Your next is better than the strangers. Now, mind you, I found it enjoyable, like if if you will. I I did I didn't like hate it, but I yeah, also am I not... was very disappointed with it. Very disappointed with it. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get how the professor could could shit on you for that. I think I think the strangers, like I said, I don't think the strangers is one of the greatest movies ever made. I I will say that. I mean, it, it would be in my top fifty, maybe. See, I think Strangers is top ten. Really, I don't. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't put it that far. But I will go to the far as far as saying I do find it terrifying. I think it is yeah. the premise is terrifying. The, uh, the 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 execution is terrifying because it can happen. Like yeah. and like one of the like like it has and, and honestly, if if you're being honest, it has one of the strongest. Uh, the scariest line in that movie is really when you know why are you doing this to us? And the answer is because you're at home. Yeah. Like that to me, somebody's like, 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 how is that not scary in that moment? Like you're watching somebody literally sitting there, you know, like psychologically fucking with somebody and you know that eventually that they're going to kill you, if you will. And literally when you have the balls to be like, why are you doing this to me? And they're just like, "Mm, you were home. It makes it senseless. Think about it. Right. That is the kind of shit that's scary because think about it. They didn't plan it. It wasn't like, oh, we, 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 we were doing it because you're a bad person because, you know, you cut me off or you killed my grandmother. You know, that's usually plot lines in a horror movie. Right. You know what I mean? Some sort of revenge. And, and it's not. It's senseless. And, some, and I think that's why some people argue that it's, oh, well, that's senseless. Why would that happen? Because that's scary. That's the real world. Crazy shit happens in the real world all the time that's senseless, that makes no sense. And that's why. 
Yeah, I, I'm I with agree. you on it. I think The Strangers is a terrifying movie. Like I said, I just want to... I mean, I'm not saying it's a horrible movie. I do like it. I think it's a very good movie. Just to me, it's not one of the best, which is also an opinion. But I, I, I but I think it's, as far as, as as far as saying that Your Next is overrated, I agree with. Because I have a lot of people who are like, I love Your Next. And I'm like, uh, Ready or Not's better. The Strangers are better. Yeah. Everything, so everything that movie tries to do, there is a better movie of, which makes, once again, by my logic, makes it's overrated. Because if yep. I can put something in front of you and you're, if somebody's like, oh, this is one of the greatest, and I can literally put something in the same genre in front of you, that's that's what I consider overrated. Agreed. In my opinion. That doesn't mean it's bad. Because believe it or not, I did enjoy watching your next for what it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't think, it didn't scare me. <laughs> You know, because but it, there was some funny moments in it. I thought it, I once again, I guess I just thought it was a comedy, so I was in like the blender on the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I thought that was funny, <laughs> and then I saw your ready or not, and I'm like, fuck, you're next. And you know that you right. were there when I said it. I was like, fuck, yeah. you're next, because ready or not does the, the the one thing that ready or not the one thing that your next had was that comedy moment. Ready or not's way funnier, <laughs> and on top of that, it's way more brutal. The brutal oh, moments yeah. of ready or not. There are some dread moments in ready or not. Ready or Not is a is a straight horror movie for a good part of the runtime, and the comedy is just kind of splayed in the beginning and the end. Because think about it, when they're really hunting her, other than the, the slapstick stuff that happens to like lighten the mood, it gets terrifying. I mean, I I would I will bet you any amount of money. Think about any movie. I will put the nail through the hand stigmata style. <laughs> On yeah. on on anything the the, the bullet wound Agreed. she's digging in to get out I would put the fact even the shot through the hand is pretty bad but then on top of that that nail and it's ripping into her hand yeah. like that is oh, that was, one uh, of the uh, most uh, disturbing uh, moments in any horror movie the only agreed. thing that trumps that is like shit with the eye <laughs> yeah I I know that you would agree with that like I oh, I yeah. can't I can't see like, like you know what I mean uh, bright burn. Oh, yeah. bright burn with the oh, eye. Oh. Oh. oh, or or even even saw saw two, saw yeah. two with the needle. Saw two has some of the most uncomfortable scenes in all oh, of the yeah, saw movies. Uh, I'm not as big a fan of that. That's one of my least favorite. I was gonna saw say. Series, I, I was gonna say. I do is... not like the movie itself. Like the plot to the movies, like whatever. But you have the needle pit. You have the wrist thing with the wrist contraption, and you have the and the needle in the eye. Those are like the 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 three scenes that are just disturbing as fuck to watch. And right. then the, out of the entire series, I think those are the most disturbing. Possibly. Agreed. But I, I agree with you. I think I think I think your next is overrated. And if you if you want to fight me and Mike about it, you want to argue with us about it, it's simple. Do it. Horrorzone six oh seven on Facebook if you choose Facebook. Like and share the page though. So other people can as well. You don't care. And of course you could also share your opinions with us on Twitter and Instagram at Horrorzone six oh seven. Make sure you use the hashtag HZ607. You know, once again, we, we, we we're we always up for a discussion. I know Michael always likes to talk to people about things as well as I do. So even if you don't agree, you know, we don't argue. We just kind of, uh, everybody has their own opinions. Um, and then, of course, you can visit 8122productions.com and get all the information for everything else. That information about Horror Zone 607. Get the information about the Three Fat Nerds podcast. Get the information about uh, the wrestling show that we do at uh, hashtag 607 podcast. Of course, that's on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast as well. Check that out. Check the Twitch channel out. Follow that. Also, because I do the Twitch channel with Ken M from the Ocho Duro Parley Hour podcast at 8122productions.com. Bam, in the friends of the show, you can click right on his, uh, his little info there. 
take you right over to their website, find out more about those guys. You can find out about our local sponsors, like I mentioned earlier, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios, Dragon Master Games, so much more. All that in one, it's at the 8122productions.com and of course, patreon.com slash 8122productions. If you can't remember that, that is also at 8122productions.com. I know I've been saying the website a lot because, hey, it's a one-stop shop. But uh, if you want to support us monetarily, as little as $1 a month, gets you a ton of bonus content, helps us out, helps you get entertained. And of course, you do that at patreon.com slash 8122productions. Mike C, take them home. Thank you, buddy. That's the show for this week. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you'll tune in again next week. We hope the professor will make his way back into the studio. We don't know if that's going to happen because he may still be out uh, touring with uh, his three-piece band, the Lone Rangers. So, the Lone uh, Rangers! <laughs> so we're hoping he'll be back in the studio next week, but even if he's not, Rich will be here. I'll be here, everybody. Until then, be kind to everyone. Enjoy your day. Enjoy I'm, your hold week. Hold on. Before you finish up, I know you're serious. When you said be kind, I almost thought, I almost were going with you're going to say be kind, rewind. <laughs> be kind, rewind. Yeah. I don't think that's a parrot anymore. <laughs> if you're going to go down to your local video store and you're going to rent uh, a VHS a, tape, a VHS, please be kind, rewind. <laughs> you know, Rich, you're right. You're right. Especially, you know, these, this time of year. Around I, think we need, I think we need to champion that. Absolutely. Champion it. <laughs> Absolutely. That should probably be our, our profile picture on uh, <laughs> on Twitter going forward here. So Absolutely. But for Rich, I'm Mike C, and I am saying, see ya.